Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Transforming Your Life podcast with Dr. Malika. This is the episode for January the 22nd, 2019, and I would like to welcome all of you if this is your first time tuning in. Um, Hopefully, you'll get a chance to go back and check out the first episode from last week, which was titled Creating R. Kelly. Um, A lot of great feedback and dialogue from that particular episode, and I hope to continue that as we go forward. So let's get right into it. Um, If you saw some of the uh, promos listed out there and some of the advertisement, you know that today's topic is Trump syndrome. And I thought that it would be interesting to tackle this from a different aspect. I know a lot of you probably are thinking that this is going to have more of a political slant to it. And that's actually not what I was looking for when um, this came to me as a topic. Um, I wanted to look at more so characteristics and changes in behavior that have occurred or become more prominent since Donald Trump has been the president of the United States. So let me just start off with a quick introduction. Um, There is something that has been coined um, more so um, as a colloquialism um, called Trump derangement syndrome. And so I'll just give you a little bit of feedback on what that is. Basically, this is considered to be a condition in which a person has been driven effectively insane due to their level Donald Trump to the point where they abandon all logic and reason. So looking at that, they're basically saying that there's a complete disconnection from reality. Um, things that are being said, the person can often be very dramatic in their reactions and their responses and things that they probably would not have done or would not do under normal circumstances. They've been driven to a point where their behavior is extreme and sometimes violent and abusive. Um, The reason why I wanted to look at this particular thing is because I don't think that this is a political thing. I think that the politics has allowed this particular condition or these particular attributes to come to the head and it's made it a breeding ground or made it fester to where now it's now acceptable. Um, but some of the things that I've noticed when I have interacted with people and not just generally on a political level, obviously politics, religion, things of that nature can unfortunately bring out the best and the worst in people. Um, they can cause us to be um, very dogmatic and very opinionated about our positions and not always as open-minded to hear the other side of the conversation. And I feel like since Trump has been in office, and I'm not blaming him um, because we have had these derangement syndromes coined when Obama was in office, it was coined when Clinton was in office. This is not something that is new. Um, Socially, these terms come up as a new president comes into the office either for those who are against that president or those who are for that president. It depends on the perspective and how it's looked at. And there were a lot of different definitions for this particular syndrome. But I think the problem that I'm seeing is the lack of humanity. And that is what I really want to talk about. Um, I'm seeing where it's now acceptable for us to mistreat one another and to harm each other and to say things that would not be socially acceptable or would not be considered to be okay because now the climate is being honest, being open, being genuine and not being polished has been the thing that's been acceptable. 
the problem with that is a lack of humanity that has now been bred and it's beyond just the politics it's how we're starting to treat one another on an individual basis from day to day people feel comfortable with belittling one another and saying things to one another and I think that this is something that we need to talk about because from a personal standpoint for me it impacts me I see the lack of humanity I see the lack of compassion and it bothers me and I said hey this would be a good topic for me to bring to the podcast because I think it's something that we need to talk about so stay tuned we're going to get more into this our topic for today is Trump syndrome thank you for tuning in and I'll be right back Welcome back to the podcast. As I introduced in the introduction, today's topic is Trump syndrome. And as I mentioned, this is not from a political aspect. Um, Although we know that this particular topic or term was coined to deal with political um, affiliations and political um, support. But I wanted to look at this from a different aspect because I feel like this is necessary to talk from a, just from a humanity standpoint, from human being to human being, regardless of what your political affiliation is, regardless of how you voted, if you didn't vote, if you feel like your vote matters. I didn't want to look at it from that standpoint. I wanted to look at it from the standpoint of us all being human beings and we all have to inhabit this planet together. And I think that it's important for us to talk about um, how we treat one another because I feel like in order for us to really do a transformation of our life, we can't just look at the aspects of ourselves that we want to change and do better in. We have to acknowledge even how we treat people. And I feel like it's very fitting because as I record this episode to publish for the 22nd, I recorded on the day that we honor and celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King and some of his quotes are very potent and make us really think about how we behave, how we carry ourselves. And it makes us really be introspective of how we are as human beings. And there was one quote um, that I looked at and I feel like this is one of those things that we should all think about. And life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I'll even add to that. What, how are you treating others should be included in that. Because if you're doing for others, that means you're serving, that means you're giving, that means you're looking out for your fellow brother and sister. Regardless of the differences that we share, at the core of it all, we're all human beings. And I feel like Dr. King gave his life, not just for the black community, and not just for those minorities that were oppressed at the time, that he was advocating, but he gave it for every human being. He was very much about making sure that we didn't match hate with hate, that we use love as a reaction, that we didn't match darkness with darkness, that we use light as a reaction. But I feel like the social climate right now makes it acceptable to mistreat people and almost like it's a badge of honor to be able to say whatever you say and not have consideration for the words you use, how you treat people, and how you interact. And the reason why I didn't want to call this Trump, this episode Trump Derangement Syndrome, because I wasn't coming from that aspect. I was coming from the aspect of, or the angle that 
this climate from a political standpoint has made it acceptable for us to treat each other any kind of way. And it's regardless of if you are a person who believes in a religion, it's regardless of if you're a person that considers yourself to be a morally upstanding citizen, it's regardless of a person who believes that they are a charitable human being, we are saying things and treating each other in ways that is just not acceptable and it's being allowed and it's almost been normalized in a way. The things that I've seen in the last two years and you have to take into consideration for me, I'm 45, so I was not alive during the civil rights movement to see those things that my parents saw and my grandparents saw. So for me, from what I've heard from those who are older, a lot of the things that are happening are very reflective of things that have happened in the past. It's almost like history repeating itself. And so it bothers me at my core that we're so inhumane to one another that it doesn't even prick our conscience anymore. And so that is what I really wanted to talk about. The fact that we can talk to each other, belittle one another, and take pride in the fact that we did that. That we can use our religion as a way to justify the way we mistreat each other. And I want to get into the, the religious aspect of this in the next segment because I think that it, it's something to think about. But considering that, how many times have we seen a person mistreated and not stood up and said something? Because that's, again, another thing that Dr. King talked about. You know, we have to realize that at the end of the day, our lives begin and end when we become silent on the things that matter. And the things that matter are not always the big things that we think that they would be. Sometimes it's simply standing up when we see injustice happening. Sometimes it's simply standing up when we see people being mistreated and being the voice to say, hey, there's another way to do this. That's not the proper way to do that. So I want to get into a little bit more of this um, in the next segment. So stay tuned as we continue with our episode on Trump syndrome. Welcome back to the podcast. Again, we're talking about Trump syndrome and we're delving into how um, we are treating each other, especially in the current climate that we are living in. And I wanted to look at a portion of what is happening from a political standpoint in this country um, related to this particular topic. Um, the government shutdown. So we're aware that I believe at this point we're in day either 28 or 29 of the government being partially shut down where we have 800,000 federal workers who are furloughed or they have to work with no pay. Um, obviously if they're furloughed, they're not working and they're not being paid. Um, and those who that are considered to be essential workers that we could not function as a society without them working are working for free. Um, but for some reason, a lot of us are holding on to our political positions when it comes to this. And I felt like this was one of those things that bothered me the most. Um, I happened to be out with a couple of friends that we meet annually at this time of the year um, to celebrate a, a person that we lost that was close to us. And we were into this discussion of just the social climate 
and we got into the conversation about the government shutdown and just looking at, and one of my friends happens to be furloughed. So it just kind of led into the conversation. Um, her, her perspective is a little bit different um, on how she's viewing this, trying to be more positive and how she sees it. But, you know, I know personally people that are furloughed and I know their struggles and the things that they're trying to deal with. And even if I didn't know personally, just the fact that there are people who have to work that will not get paid. They have bills that need to be paid, regardless of if they have a savings, they're dipping into their savings. We have to consider just how this impacts their life on a day-to-day -day basis. Politics should not matter. But a lot of what I hear is political rhetoric, sticking to politics, talking about a wall to keep people out, and then even using on Dr. King's birthday, the holiday that we celebrate his birth, um, using, you know, his aspirations of a dream and the things that he fought for to justify um, wanting to keep people out of this country, which is a country built on immigration, the, the lack of compassion for other people and their circumstances, those who may be in worse off conditions than ourselves, just made me reflect on some things. And some of the things that came up in the conversation that I had is the irrationality that we have from a political standpoint to where if we get too caught up in it, we can lose who we are as human beings and we can lose our compassion for one another. And that is something that we need to analyze. We need to be able to have mindfulness in this social climate. Mindfulness and from a psychological standpoint is being in the moment, looking at what's occurring and making sure we're taking in all of what is happening. There's no way if you're standing in the moment and looking at what's happening where you see federal workers having to go to food banks to feed their families, where you see them trying to find ways to get some kind of funds, if it's driving for Uber or finding other jobs or doing something that they can do in this time in order to continue to pay their, their bills and their responsibilities and take care of their family, that we can see the suffering that our brothers and sisters are going through and not be united from a compassion standpoint in what can I do to help them. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't feel like the vast majority of our country is not compassionate to the suffering, but the rhetoric and what is spewed from a media standpoint continues to be the talking points from both sides of the aisle from a political standpoint where the people that really matter in all of this are not really being discussed or highlighted as much as I feel like they should be. Many of us probably know or have neighbors that were happy to get a government job and to see that you can be gainfully employed in what many would be considered to be a very high aspiration to have a federal employment is a high aspiration. And to be in a situation like this is something that we have to look at the hum human beings. Because the reality is all the politicians that are making the decisions right now that are causing the government to not be fully active and have a budget that is approved are still receiving their salaries. So they're not going without pay. Their families are not going without pay. And I think the mindfulness is necessary in this point because we have to consider our brothers and sisters. Before we get out of here, and I think in the next segment, I do want to tackle this before we close out the show. I want to talk about 
from a religious standpoint, the religious community, because I belong to that community, because I grew up in that community. And I want to talk about even how this lack of humanity, this lack of compassion has made it its way into the hollows of the church, synagogue, wherever it is that you, you may consider yourself a worshiper of. I want to discuss that because I think that that's important. All right, we'll be right back on Transforming Your Life podcast. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the podcast. Again, today's topic is Trump syndrome. And so we're talking about how we treat one another and being better at how we treat our brother and sister and being compassionate and caring about the plight of our brothers and sisters. So I wanted to start this segment out with another quote by Dr. King that says the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And I think that right now we're definitely in a moment of challenge and definitely very controversial. The things that are happening from a social standpoint, and we have to consider our perspective and our position and our stance. Where do we stand in this case? Are we standing on our political alliances to the point where we're not considering the human beings that are affected from the day to day? Are we so caught up in our particular position that we don't take into consideration that every human being is not in the same circumstance that we are in? Are we judging others in a condescending way because we may not have that struggle to the point where we're saying without compassion that if they were doing more, if they tried harder, if they did better, they wouldn't be in the circumstances that they're in. And I know me saying this now sounds very harsh, but unfortunately this has been the rhetoric that I've heard. These are the exchanges and conversation that I've had with others. And a lot of times I've had a hard time even having a conversation because we're so married to our political standpoints that it's bled over into other areas of our life and it's totally overshadowed our individual moral compass. And that's the thing that I feel like we need to get back to. Our moral compass needs to get pointed back to what matters and that's how we treat one another, making sure we love one another. We don't have to agree. Despite our differences, we should be loving one another. So I mentioned in the exit from the last segment that I wanted to talk about the religious arena and our approach. And obviously we know that from the evangelical standpoint that they have stood in support of President Trump and his positions and the things that he has said. Um, You haven't heard them denounce or criticize any of the things that he has said. And I know personally for me and probably a lot of others, even if you may be a Republican and vote on that side of the aisle, there are a lot that are very bothered by the commentary that has been consistent since the campaign and also since he's been in office um, for the last two years. So my concern is that our moral compass has now been shifted to our political beliefs and our political views, and we've lost the compass of the higher power that we believe in or the person that we worship on a weekly basis. And I'm starting to see that the things that we're saying are not in line with whatever religious belief you have. 
pick a religion. There isn't one that is not founded on love, that is not founded on compassion, that's not founded on humanity. And many will say, well, no, Islam, no, Islam is a religion of love. There's not a religion that you will find that teaches you to hate your brother or your sister. But yet, in the name of politics, we've allowed ourselves to basically degrade down to a level to where we've lost our core humanity, what makes us who we are, the ability to love one another, the ability to have the choice to choose the best option. And we've lowered and debased ourselves to that. And so a lot of the things that I'm seeing from a religious standpoint is not just from the political aspect, it's even the lack of compassion for our brothers and sisters in situations when they're hurting, grieving, things of that nature. We don't consider anymore how our actions impact them. We don't consider what the family's going through from an emotional standpoint, if they have a loss. It's all about preaching or pushing our particular religious beliefs or agenda or perspective or message. And again, the lack of humanity is, is not there. And it doesn't matter who you follow, who you believe in, there's no example that you can tell me from your religious standpoint that does not talk about us showing love one to another. That is, from my standpoint, what I was always taught, you know, how will he know that we're his disciples is by the love that we show to one another. It doesn't say agreeing with one another. It doesn't say correcting one another and making sure we're doing the exact same thing. It says showing love because God showed us love in the ultimate way. And I think if we get back to those core values that we'll start to see some change from the grassroots level, from the ground level up. And even if the people in government and even if the people in power are not showing that, I think it's the day-to-day things that matter more so than what we see happening um, in the political hollows in Washington, D.C. and the different places where government is ran. It's what we're doing to each other face-to-face that matters more. So my admonition to everyone this week is to really take a reflection and step back and look at how your beliefs are impacting how you treat other people and start to do a self-analysis to see whether or not you feel like you're doing what you should be doing. Are you treating your brother and sister the way they should be treated? Um, If not, then now's the time to make some changes. It's January. What better way to make a change for the year? Not even a resolution. What better change or goal to have than to be a better person to your brother and sister? So think about that. We're going to come back and we're going to close this episode out. Um, But I admonish you, start to do a little self-analysis of how you're treating your brother and sister because it matters. And if no one ever sees you, at least you'll be able to say, I treated every person with compassion and humanity. Back in a second. Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully something that was said in the previous segments have provoked thought, some areas for you to look where you need to make some changes or some adjustments. Maybe it'll start a conversation between you and others that may not necessarily see eye to eye on a particular issue, um, but it'll allow you to start to get a better understanding 
Um, one of the things I want to admonish you to do as we exit out of the podcast for this week is to actually take the time to sit down and have conversations with people that do not particularly agree with your point of view on an issue. Um, I had a conversation um, with a young man who I've known since he was a a kid. Um, He grew up in, in the church that my dad was a pastor of. And the one thing I love about him that he said to me was that he wanted to have these conversations with people that didn't view things the same way. He wanted to have a dialogue. And I applauded him for that because I think that that is the way for us to be able to be open and understanding, to broaden our worldview, to see life through the eyes of someone else that who has lived a different path or has had different experiences than us. And it allows us to have compassion and to see them as a human being. When we live our lives in a way to where we disconnect and have no desire to actually have the dialogue, it allows us to make up in our minds what we feel is the narrative. And majority of the time, the narratives that we come up with for someone else's life is always inaccurate. The only way to get rid of those inaccuracies is to actually have a conversation to listen, to understand, have compassion. You may not agree when you come out of it. You may still have disagreement on particular points of view, but it'll allow you to see the humanity in that person. It's kind of hard to hate a person when you've sat down and talked to them or had a meal with them or shared a cup of coffee and saw the pain in their eyes when they gave you or recounted a painful experience or saw the joy on their faces when they told you about a triumph or a great experience that they had. It's hard to hate that person because now they're real, now they're tangible, now they're human to you. And I think that that's the starting point that we have to have. We can't allow those who don't really have stake in the game for what we are going through as individuals of this country to dictate how we treat one another. We have to understand that those who are in Washington, and not all of them, but a lot of them, they're not impacted negatively by the things that are happening. They're not impacted impacted negatively by the rhetoric that is being spewed. It's us, the everyday person that gets up day in and day out and goes to work and has to deal with these different things that has to deal with the negative aspects of these particular things. So don't allow others who don't have any stake in the game to control you and dictate how you treat one another. I want you guys to be mindful. I want you guys to think about your brothers and sisters. I want you guys to get back to just loving one another. It's what Dr. King wanted. It's what he did until he took his last breath is what he fought for it is what he talked about the entire time he was was fighting and advocating for those who are less fortunate it's every quote that you pretty much have heard on king day the things that people talked about were about him talking about using love as a way to counteract hate using light as a way to counteract darkness so my push and my admonition to you and my challenge to you is to be that beacon of light, be that person that is loving, and show that 
it is more powerful than any of the dark things that can come in this world. Again, I thank you for coming and staying tuned with me throughout this episode. Hopefully something that was said will provoke some thought and conversation. Remember, you can follow me on social media. I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My handle is Dr. Malika Speaks, and it's spelled M-A-L-A-I-K-A. My website is MalikaMBrown.com. And if you want to email me, you can email me at DrMalikaSpeaks at gmail.com. Until next week, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Make sure that you're taking care of others. And hopefully something was said that will help you transform your life. Have a great rest of your week.